Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Kumo Majesty 9 Solus TA91. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The Volume. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre, Straight Fire for Friday, December 8th. Oh boy, great podcast to end the week. I'm feeling it, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my goodness, so many good places to start. Uh, I will start by talking about, we have an awesome interview with everybody's favorite NFL gambling guy, uh, David Baker. Um, he's the one who has won one of those Vegas contests, finished second. Like, the guy's good. And um, we break down week 14. We recorded Thursday before Thursday Night Football. He said he was going to put Pittsburgh in Survivor. And I was like, oh, no, don't do it. And, um, well, you guys know what happened. Pittsburgh Steelers embarrassed uh, by the Patriots. Uh, we'll break that down. LeBron, a big win, did something Michael Jordan never did, which is win a semifinal game in an in-season tournament. Uh, he will face Tyrese Halliburton. Him! You like that? Tyrese Halliburton? Oh, my gosh. How good was he? Um, but I got to start, obviously, with the um, the Gray Foxes. Yes, yes, yes. I'll give you 30 seconds of the Gray Foxes. We played the semifinals against Timofey Mozgov, former NBA player. And um, I was nervous about the game. We had three guys out. And then one of our, our, our seven, or we had, yeah, three guys out. And one of our core players shows up in jeans. He's like, yeah, my calf's hurting. I can't play. I'm like, oh, my gosh, we're in trouble. And then I go, and the ref heard me, and the ref goes, they've only got five. You're good, Jay. I was like, oh, uh, okay. So then we proceed to um, beat up on Mozgov. He was awesome. He got a few dunks. In the middle of the game, I said to him, I go, Mozgov, what do you think will happen more? Um, what's a higher number, uh, your dunks or my threes? And he goes, percentage? <laughs> and I started laughing. I was like, no, because I'm going to miss some shots. Uh, he's a super nice guy. Um, everybody likes him. Um, he probably had 35 but we won 100 to 56, and we're in the finals against the young guys. Should be a oh boy, should be a barn burner. I would like to Instagram live it, but um, I don't know. We we could lose. They're good. Anyways, uh, speaking of losing, the New England Patriots won, but they lost. They go to Pittsburgh, somehow score 21 points in the first half, even though they can't score ever. Beat the Steelers, and yet they lose because they now are tied for the second draft pick with Arizona. And don't tell me about tiebreakers. Don't tell me about any of that. With four games left, the Patriots just hurt themselves. And I will always go back to this. I'll never forget it. I was here out in L.A. 
The Jets are playing the Rams. It's the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. The Jets are leading the entire season because they're winless. And the dumb Jets go out and beat the Rams. I think it was like 2019 or some some low score. But it was like the Jets were like celebrating. We beat the Rams. It was like the Adam Gaziers or something. And they're all celebrating. And I get it. They celebrate. They won. Great. But the franchise lost. The Jets end up losing out on Trevor Lawrence. They get the number two pick, which is Zach Wilson. And I don't need to say any more. I don't know that the Patriots lost that badly because there's four games left. But when you look at their schedule, the New England Patriots possibly can win two more games. One of them against my Jets in the regular season finale. Um, They're not beating the Chiefs. Probably not next week. And then they play Denver, which, listen, Denver's not good. Uh, They go to Denver Sunday night football. And then New Year's Eve, they go to Buffalo. And Buffalo has dominated them in recent years. So I think that's a loss. If they win two more games, folks, they're not going to be getting Drake May. They will fall out of the number two spot. And and I know people don't want to hear this and they hate that, but the reality is Bailey Zappi did them no favors by slinging it all over the field in, in an ugly game. Uh, I told my brother to start Ezekiel Elliott in his fantasy playoffs. Oh, by the way, um, for his buddies who listen to this, uh, I helped him through the draft. He was 9-0, I think, to start the season, and then he lost a couple, but um, he's probably going to win the chip, and he did tell me I can take a 10% cut. At any rate... Um, Rob G, I don't even think we're Pittsburgh's worthy of talking about anymore. It was funny. Like w- w- when Kenny Pickett was healthy, I said, I like this team. I think the, P- the Steelers can do damage. Like we, they got a defense. They, they've got receivers. They dumped the OC. And, and since that win over the Bengals, they have totally pooped their pants. Uh, 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 and I'm talking against the likes of Kyler Murray in Pittsburgh and then Bailey Zappi in Pittsburgh, you can't lose those two games to two of the three worst teams in the league record-wise. So now they they still face Gardner Minshew, Jake Browning, and then Seattle Baltimore. I think Pittsburgh's probably lost out on a playoff spot with this game, Rob. Yeah, it's not looking great, um, especially when you consider how bunched up the AFC is. Look, remember the first game without Matt Canada when yeah. they went over 400 yards for the first time in like 5,000 days or something stupid like that. And then everyone's like, see, I told you Canada was the problem. Canada was the problem. Canada was the problem. And now, I, you know, caveat being that Kenny Pickett is out injured. But last night, if I'm reading this correctly, if my math is math, in which I think it is, I'm almost positive that it is. Pittsburgh finished with 264 yards against the Patriots. The week after, or excuse me, the week before against Arizona. Again, both of these games at home where you should have an advantage. It's your home turf. You know where the the blades of grass are longer at this portion of the end zone and what have you. 317. So did things ever really change? Was, Was Matt Canada really the problem? Or do they have some other fundamental issues within their offense and their structure? One of them being that Najee Harris looks like he's running with, as you say, a piano strapped to his back. (laughs) The other being that George Pickens doesn't seem to try hard on a play-to-play basis. Mm. One being that Deontay Johnson is just as likely to have a sideline outburst, in this case, on the field kind of outburst of frustration because of how bad things are going. It's like there's a number of reasons why this team struggles. It's not just one thing. It's not just the coordinator. It's not just the quarterback. They have a collection of guys that you would think, based on talent, would suggest that they could be a, you know, middle of the road, maybe even upper third type offense. And yet, 
they consistently underwhelm you. The, the sum is not as great as the parts there in Pittsburgh. Yeah, it, it, very bizarre. By the way, the Patriots' run defense is good. Like, Harris couldn't get off track. Uh, Jalen Warren did nothing. But you mentioned Pickens. I purposely pulled him in fantasy from all three of my teams. I love Pickens this year. He was hot and cold. Um, somebody posted his next-gen stats route tree. Oh, my gosh. He ran farther than 10 yards down the field once all game. That's it. It was all short stuff. Like, what are we doing? I don't know. Pittsburgh is brutal. And I'm sorry that I hyped them a couple uh, weeks ago. I, I This is an unwatchable team. Uh, let's quickly pivot to the NBA before we get to Baker. The in-season tournament is just totally popping off. The NBA did a great job. They only scheduled two games, both in Vegas. And the Pacers-Bucks started early out here west and West Coast time. And, folks, if you took my bet, Pacers, plus four and a half, easy, easy winner. They were dominant in the fourth quarter. I mean, this team looks so good. Uh, Rob, Tyrese Halliburton, you know, everybody's talking a star is born, blah, blah, blah. He is, like, legitimately unreal. And I just, I don't think Milwaukee could get any stops at all with this team. So everybody's like, oh, they got to trade for Caruso. What are they giving up? They got nothing. What are they giving up to get Caruso? Nothing. That's all I kept hearing from NBA fans. Oh, we got to get a defender. Well, let's get Caruso. Like, you have nothing the Bulls would want. Like, first-round picks on the Bucks, they don't mean anything. What do I want a 20, uh, 25th overall for? Like, if the—I if the, um, think the, the Bulls could probably get something good for Caruso. He's got to be in demand. Great to plus defender. Um, not like a ball hog, doesn't need the ball, but, like, I like Caruso a lot. And, folks, I, this Pacers team is going to be plucky. I, I'm not kidding. They got some young dudes— who are just spicy. Now, we did like them in the offseason. We said the Pacers over was, uh, was one of the, like our three favorite uh, overs in the, in the season. And they just, they're, they're like a bounce. They're almost like a college team, Rob. Um, like, other than Miles Turner, who feels like the veteran, they're just like fast. Let's run and jump and attack, and we're relentless. Um, Neesmith, the kid, is a, is a good defender. Matherin, I like a lot. They didn't even shoot it great. But Halliburton, 27, 15 assists, zero turnovers. Like, I mean, the guy's a killer. Giannis had 37. But um, I only mentioned that game first because the Lakers game was an absolute bloodbath. Now, that was a misread by me. I thought the Pels would be a mad, bad matchup. And I'm playing my men's league game, uh, which started like around 6.30. And I instantly said to the scorekeeper, like, you know, when we're up 25-9 or whatever, and I'm making it rain from deep. Hey, hey you got a Lakers score. You know, like I'm running back down the court. He's like, Lakers up. It looks like it's over. I was like, what? Really? First half? And the Lakers just put it on him. 43 points in the third quarter. They're locked in, Rob. Um, I didn't watch enough of this. Um, LeBron had a historically great game, apparently. Um, what did you see? Uh, I saw a team in New Orleans that looked like they got broken. Mm. Mentally and emotionally. Like, they were in it for about a quarter. And then midway through the second... The Lakers push it up to 10. They make a little comeback. LeBron comes back and it's bam, right back up to 12, 13. And at that moment, you could just feel the emotional bridge, whatever, that they have in New Orleans just crumble right in front of them. Mm. Zion Williamson looked like the shell of himself. I don't even know if that might be the current version of him. I haven't watched enough Pelicans games to know. But he didn't look like he wanted any part of what LeBron James and Anthony Davis were doing to him. And honestly, it was a little bit disappointing as much as I'm a Laker fan and I like to see them win and, you know, we're coming for the in-season tournament cup and all that stuff. Like, you know, you want to see good basketball and to see a team just fold like that, that easily, that quickly, 
the fact that LeBron had 30 points like in 22 minutes. Yeah. It's like, come on, bro. Like, we need a little bit more than that. And um, going back to what you said about the uh, the first game, Tyrese Halliburton, you mentioned he's, he's balling out of control right now. Last two games, 50-plus points, 25-plus assists, zero turnovers. Jeez. Only one other player in NBA history has done that. You want to know who it is? Wait, 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 wait. wait. Magic. No. No. Yeah, Magic wouldn't score 50. Um, Penny Hardaway. No. It, is he playing currently or is he retired? He is playing currently. Whoa. Playing currently assists uh, James Harden? No. Russell Westbrook? No. Steph Curry? No. Why don't just tell Anthony you, Edwards? You're going, no, it's not Anthony Edwards. I don't 50 know. 50-plus points, 25-plus assists, zero turnovers in two-game span. Tyrese Halliburton did the last two games. The only other player happened last month, and it was also Tyrese Halliburton. <laughs> like, Halliburton is nice just playing on a, on a whole nother level right now. I said during the game, late in that fourth quarter, before he hit the clutch shot to seal it, that he has now entered the hashtag future Laker conversation. Wow. And that is the most exclusive club in the world of sports. Who's currently in it? Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum is in it. Um, The other guys who were in it, I mean, they're kind of on the periphery at this point because the other guys were Kawhi, Paul George, and Klay Thompson. Mm, and do so you even want make, Clay right now? Well, like I, I never say we're going to get them in their peak of their powers. I'm just saying eventually they will be Lakers, and that's oh, worked out. Geez. You know, we've gotten Carmelo, we've gotten Russell Westbrook, we've gotten Dwight Howard, Boogie Cousins. They may not have always been at the peak of their powers, but we get them. So if we get Clay Thompson when he's 38 and all he can do is stand in the corner and hit threes, I'm going to count that as a win. But um, Tyrese Halliburton, you know, a big market needs you, my friend. Okay, he you're not looking. Awesome. What do you guess Tyrese Halliburton is making this season? Oh, six million! Wow, five point eight. Good guess. Yeah. He bumps up to thirty-five, then thirty-eight, forty-one, forty-four. So he can't be a Laker for several years. Now, if they go in the tank and he demands a trade, but it, where's he from? Isn't he like a Middle America guy? I don't. He's see from him Wisconsin. There you go. Oh, Bucks. And then he's not leaving for the Bucks. I don't you know, know you, man. You, you know what was funny about that game is I don't know how much of you watched it, but at the after he hits the big shot to kind yes. of seal the win, he Saw taps it. his wrist and does the Dame time celebration. Yeah. And of course they asked Dame about it in the post game. And he says, you know, I've done that to plenty of people, you know, so I take it as a sign of respect of everything I've done. But at the same time, you gotta be humble. It's like, bro, stop it. You do, you've been doing that in people's faces for like a decade. And yeah. then the minute someone does that to you, hey, you know, you just got to be humble, bro. It's like, stop. Yeah, you I, lost, take yeah. it like a man. Don't say be let, let Have fun. You know, exactly. you're an entertainer. When yeah. I hit three threes in the first half, okay? I'm not kidding. <laughs> I almost thing. did the ice in my veins. I was feeling it. I almost <laughs> did the air of the Austin Reeves, which might look cool. Um, but I, I just, I, I didn't, you know, too nice to, to, to do something silly like that, but maybe in the championship, which will be heated. Um, all right, without further ado, let's get to our guest. Here is David Baker. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion lounge or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. 
Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Goodyear test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet 5 bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets, and DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code STRAIGHTFIRE. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet 5 on the NFL. That's code STRAIGHTFIRE. Fire, only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner Golden Nugget, Lake Charles. 21 and up, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, it's time, ladies and gentlemen. Let's welcome into Straight Fire. You know him well. Big-time gambler, poker player. As usual, he's doing well in the contest. David Baker, how are you, my man? Man, I'm doing good. Excited. What a great uh, NFL season. Never know each week. Everything just changes. So, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> it's insane how quick things pivot. A lot of lines moving here in week 14. I guess let's start um, just kind of big picture of the league. So many quarterbacks have been injured. We're seeing totals. I'm just checking the uh, some of them to make sure nothing is dipped below 30 for Sunday or Monday. I mean, so many totals in the low 30s. It's like preseason type numbers. I don't know. Are you are you dabbling in totals or are you just picking sides mostly? I'm mostly a sides guy. Um, yeah. 
occasionally there'll be a total and I'll, I'll look at totals and stuff for, I just, I do a lot of fantasy stuff too. So, uh, you know, you, you reference totals and, and you look at game environments for that type of thing. But for the most part, I'm, I'm, I'm strictly sides. Yeah. And this week is one of those where we've seen some serious swings. Um, why don't we start with an actual good game? There's a lot of crap games where the lines have moved, but Ravens, hosting the Rams in what looks to be an inclement weather game. Now, the Ravens, as everybody knows, Dave, have smacked around NFC teams like the Lions. Um, they smacked around the Seahawks. I'm talking like 30-point blowouts at home. Done it. Game's done at halftime. Uh, Rams are seven-and-a-half-point dogs here. And I, for some reason, I see people talking up the Rams like this is a spot. Ravens off the bye. I, I don't know. If there is rain and it looks like it is going to be a game full of rain, I would give a hedge, heavy advantage to the Ravens in that run game. I, I, I don't know. Are you, have you looked into this game at all yet? Does this line surprise you? Well, it doesn't really surprise me just because a lot of the things that you said. I mean, I, I lined up to play the Lions. I lined up to play the Seahawks. Uh, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I have I've continually not given this Ravens team the respect that it deserves, but you know, stuck in my head are these as this Colts game and the sloppy game against the Chargers and just a lot of uh, the, you know, the Steelers game, just a lot of these games where the Ravens continually shoot themselves in the foot. They, um, the, you know, they have a they have a lead and they can't close. But but when you look at these NFC teams, they come in there and they just get their doors blown off. So it's yeah. I think this line is kind of a little inflated by that. On the flip side, I mean, what better spot do you need for the Ravens? Coming off a bye, the the Rams played last week, and granted it wasn't that tough of a game because, uh, you know, the Browns really didn't give them that much. But now they have to travel cross-country. Uh, you've got a, you know, you know what it's like out there in L.A. The weather's great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, you're, now you're going to play in the rain with a quick pass offense, um, timing off timing based offense with a team that's just going to hit you and hit you. So this would be a spot that I would normally just like the Rams because I'm genuinely down on or generally down on the Ravens as a whole. But I think I'm going to have a tough time getting there just because of all the things you mentioned. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I like the Rams. I think they'll probably sneak into the playoffs. I just don't know if this is the week they can pull it off. Um, Let me go to another game that I think has moved a little bit, and that's the Browns-Jags game. First of all, your reaction to Trevor Lawrence taking the podium this week, like he may play on Sunday on the road against the Browns, uh, playing behind a third-string left tackle. I don't see it, given that injury, but I, I don't know. I was way wrong. Remember there was a game where Lawrence wasn't supposed to play? I think it was like the Saints this year. And then he yeah, ended up playing yep. and he was fine and they won and covered. And I was an idiot on the Saints. I don't know. I, I'm I'm betting this as if Lawrence isn't going to play and I'm on the Browns. But do anything here from you? I mean, first of all, what a boss. I mean, that injury looked horrific. And it was uh, six days ago. I was like, GG uh, Jags. <laughs> and I have Jags to win the win the division. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't actually put anything on it. But, I, I mean, I talked up the Jags early to – to make a run at this AFC. So I was yeah. a little disappointed to see that go down. That being said, um, I don't really see how this Browns team can be laying north of a field goal. I mean, yeah. if, if we're going to get trapped, if we're going to get trapped, then, then this is going to be the, one of the most played games in the contest. Mm. Um, if, if we get trapped, but if we don't get Trev, I think people will just be a little scared. I don't know. I mean, three and a half points, 
seems kind of coin flippy game to me. But that being said, we we did lose Christian Kirk. Did lose yes. uh, if if we don't have if we don't have Trevor Lawrence uh, a short week. Um, yeah, I don't really know what to make of this game. I'm probably going to stay away from it to be honest with you because I think the Jags could be popular uh, if he plays, and I think he and the Browns might be popular if he doesn't. Uh, I think there's just too many question marks around Flacco and, and mm. Beathard to, to really have a strong opinion. And this mm. is coming from a guy who has really backed the Browns a lot this year. Um, I've really felt like that defense was a difference maker and and they're usually the best unit out on the field. So I, I've, I've liked the Browns a lot despite their quarterback issues. But, I mean, there's just way too many question marks on, mm. on these quarterbacks for me to be laying north of a field goal here. That, that's a fair. I didn't see it was three and a half in the contest. That well, that's terrible. Um, I still would probably take it. I, I just, I, you know, it's weird. I looked at the Jack when I saw the Lawrence injury. My first thought was, well, he's done for the season, right? He can't play again. Uh, and then they said high ankle, which is like two to four. I looked at the schedule. They let's say they lose to the Browns. Okay, so they will fall to eight and five. They have the Ravens next week. Um, Ravens may be the best team in the AFC. I, I don't know. If Lawrence isn't fully healthy, do you put him out there? I don't know. So let's say they then lose that game, and now you're eight and six, and all of a sudden, shucks, here come the Texans. Um, I don't know. Are the Colts going to win this weekend? I, it almost uh, it made me look at betting the Jags to miss the playoffs. I I found a ten to one to miss the playoffs. I, I don't. I, I, I'm not a believer in Gardner Minshew, but uh, the C.J. Stroud stuff is interesting. I know they lost Tank Dell. I do think they smashed the Jets. So I, I, I would be very curious. And and remember, of course, um, they split the season series. Um, so Houston is in the mix. I don't know what the tiebreaker is after that, but um, I don't know. Any thoughts on Jags well, missing the playoffs? Well, the, th- the thing about that is the Jags are going to hold the tiebreaker versus both of them, I believe. They swept the Colts, and even though they split against the Texans, the Texans did lose to the Colts earlier this year, mm-hmm. and I don't think the Jags lost at all in the division. So I would assume that the Jags are going to win the tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. You've also got the Texans play the Colts one more time, so that's one automatic loss for one of those teams. Mm-hmm. So if they lose one more time, if, if the team that loses that game loses one more time, that, that's a pretty rough um, thing to overcome. I think the Jags have the Texans left and they have Carolina. I mean, the Titans left and Carolina. Yeah, that, that should be a win. So, yeah, I mean, if if Trevor's not going to be out, I mean, they're going to be at home, I think, versus Carolina week 17. Um, that's that's going to be, you know, well, upwards I, I'll of 10-point favorites. So I, 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 I'm not, I don't think I can really get behind that, but. Um, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's out there, you know, 10 to 1. Um, Definitely, I also yeah. involved in that. I decided to take a nibble on Texans to win the AFC South plus three forty eight. Um, and and the thought process is this: like I know nobody would think Carolina stinks and blah blah blah. And last week they got came in the door uh, back door with the late touchdown. Their defense is playing at a level that I think they can kind of be a spoiler ish late in the season. J C Horn's back. Um, the other thing is they don't have their first round pick, so it's not like they have any incentive to tank and sit guys. So I can see them fighting like hell uh, and and trying to actually win some games, including that Jaguars game in uh, on December 31st. So I don't know. I, it's a bit of a long shot. I don't advocate anybody I'm, out there actually following I'm that. A, that I'm, I'm, a, I'm always uh, up for some good long shots. And, uh, you know, on a show I did a couple of weeks ago, I, 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 we 
decided that uh, to bet the Seahawks to miss the playoffs at plus Ooh. 300. And now it's looking great. I, I love these kind of bets. I don't really think this is the best spot just because I don't really. First of all, it does look like Travis is going to play. So I, that's one thing. Wait, you think he's going to play? Well, maybe not this game, but he's going to play. Oh, oh, oh. He's yeah. going to be his season's not over. Um, yeah, I mean, Carolina's going to try, but I mean, I feel like they've been trying the whole season. They, I mean, they're just terrible. They, they don't have weapons. They don't have a quarterback. And yeah, they got the dead cat bounce last week. But 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 the Bucks had that had that game won. I mean, the score was a lot closer than it should have been. I mean, that they just threw a basically a hail mary up that Shark caught. Um, you know, on fourth and six, Fair. and uh, they ended up you know covering by ten. I mean. It was 10, and they ended up covering the game. But, I mean, I think the Bucks were the right side of that game. I just don't really see much on this Carolina team. So, I think that's that's a win. And Tennessee, I mean, yeah, Tennessee, it's in the division. But I think Jacksonville has pretty much owned Tennessee over the last several years. So, uh, and as good as the Texans and the Colts have been, I mean, they don't even have – they have no layups. I mean, these t- these two teams, they're good, and they're, they're definitely ascending teams. But they're not teams that – that I think are capable of running off four or five games in a row with Jags holding the tiebreakers does seem like a, like a pretty big hill to climb. All right, let's go to, you mentioned the Panthers um, and how they, they have been an atrocity. They did cover for me last week. I'm on them this week against the saints. I don't know if you've seen the injury report for the saints here on Thursday. Taysom Hill did not practice. Uh, Chris Olave did not practice with an illness. Uh, Rashid Shahid still out with the thigh. And Derek Carr is deal on the injury report. They list Carr as concussion, rib, right shoulder. <laughs> I mean, this guy's taking a pounding. I- again, I'm not a believer in the Panthers, but I- this Saints team—they've been for me probably the biggest money loser. I had some futures in them to be the number one seed, um, or maybe was it was either number one seed or most wins in the NFC, and then to win the division and like all that's up in smoke. This team. I think Dennis Allen's the problem here. Um, I, I took Panthers. Does this game interest you at all in any capacity? Well, I mean, I've been looking at this game a lot because uh, I have a piece of a survivor that we there were down to four people, and we basically have to decide between Pittsburgh, Green Bay, and uh, the Saints this week. Hmm. So I have been looking at this game uh, quite a bit. I don't know. For me, I, I just – I'm full. I'm full board fade Carolina. I mean, huh. is call- so you, you, you want to take Saints in those of those three survivor options? Well, huh? I, I kind of want to take uh, Saints, but I think we're going to end up taking Pittsburgh, even though I don't Whoa. really love it. All right, so now this uh, will come out. This comes out tomorrow, so yeah, we will know I mean, if your Pittsburgh is alive or not. If it, if it was if it was all me, I think I would I would take the Saints to be honest. But no he's Packers, Pittsburgh. Huh? He's learning pits. Well, I think uh, the Packers are definitely going to be taken by one of the other four teams. So we can oh. kind of uh, leverage that. And plus, I don't know, man, I, I the Packers coming off of yeah. a statement win, two statement wins going on the road. Like this is where young teams kind of fall a little bit. Uh, I really do kind of like the Giants in this game. The Giants have been uh, they've been battling and they, they've had they had a bye. They're at home. I don't know. This this just kind of scares me. So I'd rather just take the home team. As far as the Saints go, though, I mean, is is Jameis the one thing about Jameis is he can come in there and he can give excitement. He mm-hmm. I feel like his teammates really love him. Um, there there's definitely a problem with him because like 
the Saints have had an atrocious quarterback situation for multiple years now, and he can't find his way into the starting lineup. So it's obvious the coaches don't really believe in him. But I feel like for one game, he can go out there and just kind of sling it around, and he's going to speed the game up. There's going to be the, – the Panthers aren't going to score a lot. It just really doesn't matter. So if if James can go out there and sling it around and get a couple of catches and, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, I Everything really scares me this week. There's a lot of bad teams playing bad teams, but I, I just can't get behind Carolina on the road. I just yeah. I just can't do it. Bad teams have been very bad this year and not good at covering. Um, let's look at a positive team. Now, this is a Monday game, but I I bet this, and I, I don't know, I might make this one of those huge bets for me. The Miami Dolphins minus 13 against Tennessee. As of now, Derrick Henry in the concussion um, protocol, and we don't know about Jeffrey Simons, uh, Simmons either. Those are two of the four best players on the Titans, maybe the number one and two players. Um, and now they got to go on the road, their season's over. I, I had them last week against the Colts in the contest. Just a crushing okay. loss. Um, I don't know. Uh, Will Levis against a Fangio defense. Like, I think he's going to eat him alive. I, I don't know, man. I, I know you don't like big numbers, but 13 for Miami feels like kind of automatic. I, I actually don't get as uh, scared off by the big numbers as some of the other um, people. I feel like. But I, I like to reserve my big numbers for the worst of the worst teams. And <laughs> I don't really necessarily put Tennessee in that column. I mean, they outplayed the Colts last week. They were the better team. Um, I, I was on the Titans with you on that game, and I feel like we got so extremely unlucky. Um, I think Brable is just one of those coaches that, like, I like him when he's a dog. I like him when there's nobody out there picking him. Levis is... Levis has been semi competent. Um, right. They're 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 working. They're they're work. I'd rather save my thirteen points for the Carolina Panthers. I'd rather save it for the, you know, the Giants back a few weeks ago when they were bad. Brett versus the, even the the Commanders. Just uh, uh, even though they try on off, like their defense is just so putrid. I feel like Tennessee is. I don't know. I don't feel like they've given up on the season. I, but on the other side, I don't really feel like I can take these points because Miami can just explode so fast. And where you do beat Tennessee is through the air. So, I mean, we all we all know that that's where Miami lives. So, mm. I don't, not a game I'm going to go to, I don't think. Um, I do think Miami probably will get some numbers in the contest. But, um, yeah, yeah I'm not, it, not really a game I'm going to go to, I don't so think. Weirdly, the Titans before last week's loss had been four and zero at home, four and zero against the spread, but then they go on the road and they like get destroyed by Tampa, destroyed by Jacksonville. Um, they were they were feisty against Pittsburgh on that Thursday night game. Um, I I don't remember if they covered again. Oh no, the Baltimore game was in London. Um, lost at Indy, destroyed by Cleveland on the road. Like they're maybe a young team with a young quarterback, just different on the road and and at home. But now it's on for the sure. road against a team, you know, um, it's kind of in the mix for the number one seed. So I don't know. That's part of the logic with Miami. Is there any game that you love above all that you that, that jumped out first thing you bet? First thing you said, hey, guys, we're taking this for sure. Well, last week I did have a couple of those and they came through nicely with the Niners and the Rams. But uh, this week, nothing really has jumped out. I, I mean, I, I tell you, I mean, the game of the day, obviously, is the Bills versus the Chiefs. Um, this line is continually moved in the direction of the bills. I mean, I think we're looking in real life, it's one and a half or two. And I think in the contest, it's, uh, it's one and a half. So what is this telling us? The line is telling us that, that the lines makers think the bills are the better team. 
it's one and, it's one and a half in the contest. So basically what they're telling you is every um average person who watches the NFL and they only tune in for the pregame shows and, and then they put their their $25 bets in and whatever. All these people are going to look at this game and go, wait, the Chiefs are the favorite to go to the Super Bowl for the AFC. The Bills have are not even in the mix. I mean they're they're not even in the playoffs right now. And you're telling me that the Bills are better than the Chiefs and the and the lines makers and the the books aren't afraid of Bills action. So that just tells me that the Bills are probably a smash spot this week. Um, if if they're if they're begging you to take the Chiefs, uh, I'm going to go ahead and take the Bills. On top of the fact that anybody who follows me on any sort of program or or Twitter knows that I am a anti Chiefs guy. I don't really I I don't believe in this team. I don't believe in the weapons. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm probably going to be on the Bills on this one. This is a kitchen sink game for Josh Allen. I think he's going to go out there and and get the job done. Yeah, they get healthy out of the bye. Dawson Knox is back. Uh, sounds like Von Miller will play. Um, and, and the Chiefs, Pacheco not practicing. You know, like, I, I, if they don't have Pacheco, who, by the way, is... Uh, listen, no knock on Kelsey. Pacheco's their best offensive skill position player. Would you agree? Uh, no, I would say Travis Kelsey's their okay, best right, position I, I, player. But, well, Kelsey I mean, just, he's, it feels he's like a he's lost back. a I mean, step. Well, yeah, he definitely has lost a step. But, I mean, this is, this offense is a little bit broken. I mean, basically their best weapon is to get Mahomes in third and eight and have him run around and almost get sacked 14 times and then get away and, and, and throw the ball and hope a guy catches it. Uh, I mean, I don't really understand how this Kansas City front office has allowed this team with this limited window to have a dynasty and have the best player in the sport allow them to have this atrocious set of receivers. I mean, it's mind blowing. Is it, um, you think it's some hubris maybe? Hey, last year we plugged in Juju Smith Schuster. It worked. We won the Super Bowl. We're good. We got it. You think it's maybe that yeah. kind of deal? Yeah. I mean, I, I think they're just, I, I don't really know. I just think that it's, uh, it's malfeasance at this point. I mean, that's to, to have Patrick Mahomes at this stage of his career, with his number one weapon being uh, a mid-round rookie and Rashid Rice, I mean it's 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 baffling. I mean MVS MVS has oh, the most uh, the most lucky career in the history of football to be able to play behind to play to be able to catch passes from Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes and and he's not even he's sitting on the waiver wire on every fantasy league in the country yeah. for the last several years. Like that just tells you like how bad this guy is at football. You should amend that the um, the privilege of dropping passes from Aaron yes. Rodgers and uh, Patrick Mahomes. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge, or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum! And how you get the most out of select can't miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? 
Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Bridgestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Football is back. No more preseason games. The regular season is here. While we all love watching our favorite teams on television, there is nothing better than being at a game live and in person. And the best way to get tickets to any of these games is on GameTime, the fastest-growing ticketing app in the U.S. For last-minute amazing deals on tickets to see your favorite football teams this September, download GameTime. And it's not just football. GameTime has tickets to baseball games, concerts, and comedy shows across the country. Download the GameTime app and redeem code JMAC for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, download the GameTime app and enter code JMAC. That's J-M-A-C for $20 off. No matter where you live, get out and have some fun this week. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. So, you know, you said Buffalo KC is the best game of the day, and I just, I'm scrolling on the gambling app here, and I said, wait a whoa, I forgot. Philly-Dallas, Sunday Night Football. Um... That's actually a really good back-to-back um, afternoon on Sunday. But I don't know. Where are you on this whole Dallas three-and-a-half? I took it at three. I don't know that I hammer it at three-and-a-half, but you think it comes back to three um, as the limits go up here later in the week? You know, this is a tough one because I was I was so high. Probably the biggest game I've, I've touted, at least in a year, was uh, – was the Niners last yeah. week. It was just the most perfect spot of all spots, and it came mm-hmm. through nicely. And now Dallas has almost the exact same spot. They have 10 days rest where they had kind of a – I mean, yeah, the Seahawks put up a fight, but it wasn't a physical fight. It was, And then you've got the Eagles coming off to back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, absolute physical, just, just tough, hard-nosed football games. And now they got to go on the road and face a rested team. And and Dallas has fared very well versus them. Yeah. That being said, I just don't trust Dallas as much as I mm. trust the Niners. I don't know. I don't know what it is about this team, but yeah, I I mean it's gonna be hard pressed for me to press that Philly button in this spot, but at the same time, I'm just not sure I can get there on Dallas. I, mm. I I have yet to form a strong opinion on this game. And I want to because we all want to have opinions on the biggest games of the day, right? I mean, that's yeah. it's more fun. That's the one that get noticed. That's the ones that people want to bet. But I think I'd be doing myself and people a disservice if I if I 
went ahead and, and touted something I really didn't yeah. firmly believe in. And right now I just don't firmly believe in it. I'll just gonna uh I'm just gonna leave my leave that game on the side for now. Okay, l- let me ask that. you one thing though. Um on that game, the, this McCarthy appendectomy, he says he'll coach. I don't know, man. You go in for a procedure like that and you're gonna coach an NFL game a few days later. But anyways, um what does the three and a half tell you versus if it were say a flat three and a two and a half? Because one of the theories, I don't know if you heard this one, but we talked about it. I forget who the guest was. At two and a half, it's like the Sharps don't like the favorite enough to push it to three. And then at three and a half, the Sharps love the favorite and they don't like the dog at all. I, 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 I'm I, not sure. Just kind of talk your way through the three and a half versus the two and a half on a, on a big game like this. Because Niners did not hit three, uh, three and a half. Um, yeah, that's and they were in a- Philly. Yeah, I have a I have a buddy who's tied with uh, tied up with some sharp people, and he loves the dogs when they're two and a half because that just means that people aren't loving the favorite enough to get it to three. I, basically, the same thing that you said. Okay. Um, that it's basically they're enticing you; they're trying to get you to take Philly here. Um, kind of similar to what I said with Buffalo. I mean, they're trying; they they don't mind the action. Is basically what they're saying. So basically this, the book putting it at three and a half and moving it to three and a half and keeping it there is basically telling you that they don't mind the Eagles action. So you should be more apt to line up to play the, the Cowboys. Uh, I mean, one thing that I, that I will say on the Cowboys that they have going for them is the Eagles are the bully. I mean, the Eagles have been a bull, the bully in the league for the last two years. And this Cowboys team has stood up to the bully a couple of times. And even mm. though they haven't, always gotten the job done they have taken their best punch and they've been there at the end of the football game so they believe that they can beat them what this Niners team did is this Niners team showed that they're all you need to do is punch them back and you yeah. punch them back and you can beat them and and I think this was a really bad loss for the Eagles just in perception because perception was just always the Eagles are going to find a way and the Eagles are going to come back. And when they get punched in the face, like they're going to punch you harder. And when facing the Niners, the Niners punched them and then they punched them again and they punched them again. So (laughs) I think that a little bit of the luster has been lost from the, uh, from the Eagles. So that's the thing. Niners can hammer you on the ground and then they could go through the air. I don't know that Dallas, like Tony Pollard has been a bit of a disappointment. Um, this season, I don't know that they have that. Hey, we got a lead. We're just going to grind you into dust, short passes and run game. I just, I'm curious if Dallas can do that. I'm on the Cowboys here, obviously, but I was just trying to get uh, into your head on the three and a half. So go ahead. One, one thing that Dallas does have going for it is that they're really good through the air. I mean, CD lamb is, and they have, they have quality receivers and CD is, is a boss. I mean, he's a, he's a top five receiver in the league right now. And, and that's where you get the Eagles. You get the Eagles in the middle of the field. You get them through the air. And uh, with Ferguson has been a solid tight end and, and with CD lamb, they, they definitely have what it takes to beat them. You know, how you don't beat the Eagles is try to out physical them. Um, because they're just more physical. Obviously, the Niners have everything, so they they have the physicality and they have the the air attack. But I don't think you beat them by trying to out physical them. You have to be a very very special team to beat them that way. Yeah. The uh, the only other two games that uh, apply to the three and a half, two and a half, as of now, and this the Chicago Detroit game had some questions about whether 
It seems like that's gone. And now Detroit looks to be three and a half in, in a bunch of places against the Bears on the road. And then where was the other one? Um, oh, it might be Minnesota. No, no, it's not Minnesota, Vegas. Oh, oh, Chargers and uh, Broncos. That's now at a bunch of spots, two and a half Chargers. And I like that pick on the Broncos. I think they're the better side. Chargers, I can't deal with them. But do the Lions um, or Chargers appeal to you at all? Well, the Chargers are a team that I have continued to back for the last several years. They've continued to break my heart. Uh, uh, I have a buddy who every time he – because he asked me who I like each week and the Chargers are there, and he told me that he's going to buy me season tickets one year, even though I don't live in L.A. But um, <laughs> for some reason, I just can't quit this team. Oh, geez. Um, but this game just scares me, just kind of similar to what you mentioned. Um the Broncos, the Broncos are playing more like a team and the Chargers are just out there flailing around. So I'm not really sure what to expect from this game. I I really like Herbert, but you know, at some point, I think this is just something that's interesting to talk about in the NFL is just that some coaches get blamed for everything and some quarterbacks get blamed for everything. Uh, you know, the Chargers, we want to put all the blame on on Staley and none of the blame on Herbert because we all like Herbert. And we've all seen the arm <laughs> talent, but on the flip side, you know, you want to look at some of the other coach slash quarterbacks and, and, and the quarterback gets all the blame. Um, you know, let's talk about your beloved jets. Zach oh Wilson no, please. Gets, <laughs> Zach Wilson gets all the Zach Wilson gets all the blame for, for the jets offense, but let's, let's take a hard look at this jets team and, and what Robert Sala has done. Uh, nothing, nothing. And, Robert Sala, if he was Matt Eberflus, if he was oh, he'd be gone. Uh, Frank Reich, he would be gone. But because he has a great personality and he's very likable, he gets the benefit of the doubt. Meanwhile, he has basically sabotaged this kid's career. And I'm not saying that Zach Wilson doesn't deserve a lot of the blame. He's not handled himself in the most uh, mature manner. But look, he, he's basically said... Uh, you know, um, we're going to put in one of the worst quarterbacks to suit up in the NFL because he gives us a better chance to win than Zach Wilson by playing Tim Boyle. Um, and then, you know, when Tim Boyle just finally reaches the end last week, Trevor Simeon gets a shot. Oh. And, and and now he's going back to to Zach Wilson. I can't wait for the Zach Wilson renaissance. I, I've, I've completely. Wait, well, where's that happening? I think, I mean, I've completely switched gears on, on Zach. I thought he was a lot big problem, and I think he is, but I think he has the talent, and I want to see him with Sean McVay. I want to see him with Kevin O'Connell. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, it, I mean, what the Rams, the Rams don't have great draft picks. They're not going to get one of these guys. Why not? He helped, uh, Sean McVay helped resurrect Baker Mayfield to some extent. What Pat, Matt Stafford's on his way out. Why not? Why not fire a, a, a fourth or fifth round pick at the Jets and, and bring in Zach Wilson with Cooper Cup and Puka and Kyron? Uh, you don't think that with that offense? It's and, crazy. And, and that, Zach, he could get resurrected. That's a that's an incredible question because you could play this game with literally every quarterback in the league. So. David, what do you think uh, Zach Wilson looks like in a Mike McDaniel offense with Tyreek Hill and Waddle? Like, and he's more athletic than Tua. He can run away from dudes. Um, I don't know if he has the accuracy in the short game and the processing quickly like Tua, but you're right. Yeah, McVay. There's like five coaches 
where I feel like if any first, second round pick quarterback went, they would be fine, right? O'Connell, McVay, Shanahan. Um, there's got to be a couple others. Um, oh, McDaniel. And I, I don't, you, if you go to a good spot with a good coach, you're going to be fine. I, I like to think. He you know, Nathaniel power. Hackett um, was was with the Broncos last year. They had, they were dead last on third downs in the league. Well, take a guess where the Jets are in the Hackett offense on third down. Yeah, DFL, like, dead fucking exactly. last. And it's like, come on. And that's like, what I was going to say. Like, you, you, you want to blame Zach Wilson for everything? Well, you know what? Nathaniel Hackett made Russ Wilson look like the worst quarterback we'd ever seen that he was done, that yeah. he was that he was complete toast. And look, I'm not a huge Russ Wilson guy, and I don't think he's the best. But you know what? He's proven this year that he's an average, fine, decent quarterback. Um, and last year, we wouldn't have said that. I mean, I was ready to completely write off Russ Wilson. So at some point, you've got to take some of the responsibility as, as the coaches and – um, I, I don't know. I, I, I just want to see Zach. I want to see the Zach Wilson renaissance. That, that, that's for sure. All right. We can wrap up with, uh, Seattle, San Francisco. You loved San Francisco last week. I loved them. Uh, I, everybody likes them as the best team in the league. However, they went up to 12 and a half this week and it has since come back down to 10 and a half. Um, I see it 11, one spot offshore. I am curious. San Fran uh, coming off the emotional win. They go back home, probably let their guard down a little. Hey, we've dominated Seattle. We've owned these guys. They have no chance against us. They maybe go through the motions. And since Seattle's defense is total garbage, San Fran jumps to a 20-7 to lead, and then it's 27-13. And I just wonder, if you're winning comfortably in the fourth quarter, there's no reason to have McCaffrey. If you're up by double digits, McCaffrey will not be getting carries. Uh, Debo Samuel should not be on. Like, you've got to start protecting your guys, right? Like, if you've got the lead, uh, he don't need to cover. He just wants to chase the number one seed. So I wonder, do is there a chance they get backdoored here? Because Seattle's still playing. They're trying to score. They're they're not laying down. They, they don't want to be under 500 and miss the playoffs. Do, do, would you take Seattle in the contest? And do you think they'll be a top five most picked? Well... I think this line is fair, despite what um, we want to say when we first look at it, and it's an eye-popping big number to lay. But let's look at two weeks ago on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I happily laid seven points in Seattle. I got to think that that Seattle's a two and a half point uh, home field advantage on Thanksgiving night, maybe three. So that brings it up to 10. And then there's a couple point home field advantage for, for the Niners. So that brings it to 11 and a half, 12. So I think this line is pretty uh, right on. I would be more hesitant. I would be more willing, I guess, to take the dog if it was a team like the Packers or a team like the Vikings or just a team that the Niners haven't faced in a while and they don't game plan for. But okay. I think that the fact that they dominated them two weeks ago, that they dominated them in the playoff game, that they dominated them the you know earlier last season, and they basically just dominated this team – I don't think the preparation is going to be as big of a factor. Uh, they just know how to beat this team and they know what they do and they know how to stop it and they know how to exploit it because they score on offense and they mm. don't let Seattle score. So um, I'm not as willing to take these points as I would if it was, you know, another team of Seattle's ability, but just a different 
just a different team because I just do think that San Francisco does have their number. And I don't really want to count on the back door. I'd rather just pick some games that I really like um, in the contest that I just think, you know, are going to play out where one team is, is just better than the other. So, yeah, uh, that that's interesting. Um, I think the Thanksgiving night game, I think their only touchdown was the pick six, right? Yeah. Yeah, they completely dominated that game. Seattle couldn't even move the ball. I mean, and and I think Walker is still out, and Charbonnet. I don't know if he's healthy because I'm in fantasy, and I see he's got like a low point total. Like, I don't know, man. So maybe you're right. Maybe that's a that's a risky play in Seattle. But um, these divisional matchups, I just always am leery to, um, like you said, you're in the um Survivor. You're taking one of the divisional games. I think we're taking Pittsburgh, but I'm not really oh. sure. Okay. But, uh, oh, Carolina was the other. Carolina Tampa is a divisional matchup. Yeah. Like it could be frisky, you know, knowledge of the other team, all that fun stuff. Anyways, man, uh, week 14. It feels like the season flies by. Playoffs are less than a month away. Um, do you have you changed your mind on who you who you got right now? Who do you see going to the Super Bowl from each each conference? Well, before a couple weeks ago, I was I was all in on the Eagles. Uh, I don't see how at this point you can you can fade the Niners the Niners are the best team in football um as long as Trent Williams I think Trent Williams is the most important player in football to be honest right now um obviously other than Patrick Mahomes I mean we're we're talking non-quarterbacks obviously yeah uh as he goes uh, if he's healthy then I'm not picking against the Niners uh in the AFC I don't believe in the Chiefs I don't believe in the um I really don't believe in the Ravens that much, and wow. I'm not, and I don't really believe in the Dolphins. I don't really like this. This AFC is not good. Uh, I just sprinkled a little futures on the Bills. If the Bills do win this week, I think they're the they're they're probably roster wise. I think they're the best team in the AFC. So if they can get by this game with the Chiefs, I mean, you're getting some big numbers out there. I think some sites have like the bills at like 50 to one and 40 to one to win the super bowl. And if oh, they beat wow. the Chiefs, you, hold up, hold up, David, you're saying win the super bowl. I, well, I mean, to get there, they're 20, they were 22 to one. Um, me and a buddy got to win the AFC and 50 to one to win the super bowl on one of the uh, sites, either. I think when the, I think when the so. AFC is okay, but uh, they're not beating well, the, I mean, no, I, I agree. Gracious. I agree, but you can always hedge. You can always hedge off on the, on the super bowl, but yeah, the AFC was twenty-two to one. The Super Bowl was fifty to one. So if it was twenty-five to one and fifty to one, I would only bet the AFC. But we're getting a little overlay there, just in case something happens to the Niners and you get a good number. But All right, uh, now you got me looking. Hold on, to win the Super Bowl, where the heck are the Buffalo plus twenty-nine fifty? Huh? Yeah, you're probably That's... on a. You go to one of the either FanDuel or DraftKings. Has, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, has I, like I can't do that in California, unfortunately. Yes, uh, yeah. should... <laughs> I, can, I can't either. So to be honest, I I, I told my buddy <laughs> to do it. So um, smart. Yeah, and I, I and on the Vegas casinos, I've seen that they're they're closer to thirty to one. So if you can find a bigger number out there, I think the Bills are legitimate in the AFC. I, I just don't like the AFC. If you can find just an NFC. I mean, I, I, I talked about this several weeks ago, but I, I'm sure that number's gone. But if you could just bet the NFC to win, I mean, I like everybody coming out of the NFC better than the AFC. I, I just, yeah. I'm just i just not a believer in this AFC at all. We'll see if the Chiefs can turn it around. All right, David Baker, you know where to find him on social media, uh, a poker room somewhere. Uh, all right, buddy, good talking to you, and uh, ha- have a good rest of the season.
Yeah, thanks. And if uh, if you're a poker player out there that does sports, I'll be at the win um, all month playing. There's a lot of uh, there's a huge series out there. World Poker Tour. Come by, say hello. Tell me you heard about me. Uh, you saw, you heard me on the J Mac show, and uh, yeah. So I've had a couple people come out and tell me that they've uh, heard me on your show, and uh, I'm I'm psyched to see your success with the herd and everything you're doing, and and keep up the good work. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. 